Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rob Talks podcast. And this is episode 34. And in today's episode, as you can see, I'm in a new place. I've moved down to my university accommodation where I am here now at Loughborough, going to Loughborough University with one year to go. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also scared at the same time, but it's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a crazy year. And hopefully, even some of the videos that I'm going to be doing, I can take you on that journey a little bit, hopefully. But today's topic for today's podcast episode is going to be all to do with the need for vulnerable conversations. And this is just because of what I've been thinking about recently, even within my own life, of the fact of that vulnerable conversations are the kind of conversations that so many of us are scared about. And we're scared about having them with a multitude of different people. So whether that's like people within your family or your friends, which are what we usually associate vulnerable conversations to be the people that we have it with. But there's also the people to consider in the fact of that it could be your boss, your manager at work. It could be your lecturer, your teacher at school, whatever it may be. That there are other relationships that you have in the world that may not be your number one priority. It may not be the first thing that you think about when thinking about who you need to talk to. But even having vulnerable conversations with people like that is something that's important for both your career, for your level of success, for your livelihood, so many different things. And so I just wanted to talk about the need for vulnerable conversations. So what are we meaning by vulnerable conversations? What I mean by this is that you allow yourself to open up in a sense. The, the difficult thing that we have in today's kind of society is the fact of that a lot of people in particular on social media, and this is something I'm very conscious of, is that some people open up too much. Like they're literally telling you exactly what they had for breakfast, what time they did it, how they were feeling and yada, 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 I'll spare you the details. And sometimes that over vulnerability then actually leads to more toxic consequences and bad consequences. But what we have to find is this balance of where we're able to open up to others or even to ourselves. And I think the key thing in all of this is the fact of that you need to open up to yourself. The way that I do this a lot of the time is even just going through scenarios and conversations in my own head or even writing down in a journal. I literally have my journal behind the camera at the moment. And that's just where I outpour anything that I'm thinking about or anything that is going through my mind and any thoughts I'm having. Because when you allow yourself to be that vulnerable, that's when you can be able to have a more powerful mindset and a stronger, more resilient mindset going forward. And that's how you can get through the tough times. And it's how you can actually be able to start to bridge the gap in understanding how to look after your mental health in a better way. So the reason why I say this as well is because I saw a quote that was from Stephen Bartlett on LinkedIn, who's a fantastic entrepreneur and loves speaking about things such as to do with mental health. And what he basically said was that the, the reasoning of why so many of these successful people in the world are actually good at looking after their mental health or even on the days when they're struggling is the fact of because they have the self-awareness, it's because they have the vulnerability and it's because they know how to deal with it. They've built the skill set, they've learned the skills to be able to deal with those tough times. And 
the case of it is, is that the majority of people sit within this area of where, at least in today's society, we know now what mental health is. We accept that people can have mental health problems and that people can struggle with their mental well-being day to day. It's seen as a much more acceptable thing. But the thing that isn't being added on top of that, which takes you to the next level, is being able to give you the skill set to be able to deal with when you are struggling with your mental health. And the first thing that I believe is in all of that is vulnerability and self-awareness. So the first thing that you need to do really is to have a vulnerable conversation with yourself. It's literally asking even the simplest of questions of, am I happy? How am I feeling today? Um, what am I grateful for? What do I wish could be going better in my life? Some of these questions that we just don't ask ourselves because we're too scared of what answer is going to come out of it, of that you're going to answer the question of, am I happy with, no, I'm not. And then how's that going to make you feel? And how does that perpetuate? But the truth is, is that once you uncover it, once you write it down, once you allow yourself to recognize the fact that you aren't happy or that you aren't doing the thing that you want to do or that you need help, that's when you're able to take the first step and the first action to then looking after your mental health for the better, for the future. And so number one, you have to be vulnerable with yourself. Number two, you have to really be vulnerable with those in your support network because what's the point in having a support network if you don't tell them anything? And I mean both the good and the bad because if you have friends and family that love you, you have to understand that unless you have some of the deeper conversations or you ask some of the deeper questions, that all they will see is the same face value as in some cases as what people see of you on social media, for example. Now, I know for a fact the majority of people's social medias look as though they're having an amazing time, that they're going on holiday, that they're having a great time with their family, that they are happy, they are joyful. When the truth is there can be so much emotion behind those posts and there can be so much backstory which you don't see what at all that came to the point of that post being posted or even the deeper inner feelings of why somebody posted that post. And so we have to be able to get past this kind of first layer of saying who Robert McKinner is and what does he like to do and how's his life going according to pictures and according to words that are on your mobile screen or on social media apps, whatever, it's being able to get past that and understand that behind every social media account, behind, well, technically not behind every social media account, but behind every initial layer of a person, there is a real human inside. And we also have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable anyway because that's how we best connect with ourselves. And sometimes the best way to do that can be being vulnerable with yourself and having an honest conversation with yourself and journaling. But also it can actually be a really great idea to talk to people within your support network to get that third person perspective in a sense. And this happens a lot because I've seen it in research in terms of how humans have our perspective and our view on the world and a view of our own lives. 
And the truth is that the majority of us find it very difficult when we're in a tough situation to be able to know what the action is or what to do. And we don't know what the answer is. And a lot of the time, it's so much easier for even if somebody who has absolutely no idea what they're talking about to hear you, to listen to you, and in a sense, like a therapist, give you guidance, they can actually be the person to help you to discover the answers that you actually had all along. And that was something I mentioned in my last video of that the need for vulnerability with people is so high because a lot of the time, the answers that you are searching for, the answers that you are fighting back against, you already have. So much of the reasoning of maybe why you're not happy or you're struggling with your self-confidence or you're not doing the career path that you want to do or your relationships aren't going well. The answer a lot of the time is within yourself. You already know the answer. You're just too afraid to admit it or you're too scared to process it because it's hard. It's tough to process sometimes. And in a lot of cases, it's like going through the stages of grief. It's really hard to process. But once you take the first step, it makes it so much easier. And my third point in terms of vulnerability of why I mentioned that it should be also outside your support network. Now, this is something that is more of you choose of how you do this and when you do this. But it's because the truth is that a lot of the time, for example, if you have a job and you have your line manager or your manager or boss who's above you, a lot of the time uh, we're not vulnerable with our bosses because we see them as that they are the authoritative figure that are controlling whether we have a job, that are controlling our livelihoods. And so you would never want to be too vulnerable with them because they're not your best friend. They're your boss, right? But the truth is that when you strengthen connections like you have in the workplace or with maybe even sometimes distant friends, when you allow yourself even the like slightest way of being vulnerable enough to say, oh, I need to have a day off. Or I've been thinking about the fact that I feel like I deserve a pay rise. And because I do this X amount of work, these X amount of hours, and I feel as though it doesn't reflect what I am paid at the moment. It can be so many different situations, but the need for you to be vulnerable with your boss and to get over the fact of being fearful of what may happen, what may the consequence be of you asking your boss for a pay rise or trying to tell your boss, you know what, I actually just need a week off or a day off or something just to recover with my mental well-being, with my mental health. The truth is that the consequence a lot of the time is going to be actually really positive. And to be honest, the boss or a manager, as long as they are a pretty decent one, will love the fact that you have come to them because it sees them as less of a boss and more of a leader for you. And that's what you can do with your career. That's where you can choose those moments to be vulnerable, to be able to get better, essentially, within your career and have more success. And there's even an angle, which I remember hearing about to do with relationships and forming relationships, which was to do with vulnerability, which is the fact of that it's been shown that when people go on first dates and they go out and see somebody, they go to the pub, they go to the bar, you may go bowling, whatever it may be, 
a lot of the time people sit within an area that they aren't very vulnerable at all. They don't allow themselves to be emotional. They don't allow themselves to tell things. But also it has been shown that people who are too vulnerable and literally outpour what is happening in their lives are less successful from going from the first date and onwards into the relationship. And so this is another example in a sense of where vulnerability is needed more than you probably realize but also you don't want to be too vulnerable to then allow yourself to grow into a relationship potentially or to grow into how you are dating somebody. It's even an example as specific as that of where vulnerability matters. And I think the issue that kind of underties all of this vulnerability is that we are so scared of what others think and we are so scared about what's going to happen we're anxious about what's the consequence if i feel this way what's the consequence if i know that this answer is this what's going to happen or even when you create the scenario in your head and you realize what could happen at least to what your mind is telling you that's when you can start to catastrophize and that's when you can start to become even more fearful. And then in the end, you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. And I think the biggest key to being able to look after your mental health and to be able to get to that next level, if that's where you're wanting to be in looking after your mental health and mental well-being and being able to develop your skill set so that you feel confident that you can get through the tough times and you can go chasing after the dreams and desires that you have in life for success, for goals, for whatever they may be, then the need for vulnerability and self-awareness is so key. It is so, so key. The world we live in is a world that likes to divide us, to label us, to put us into a box and to, in a sense, keep us away from what we used to tribally be. When we were tribes and when we were together, we were closer together. We were so much more close knit that the idea of vulnerability, I suspect, would be um, something that is commonplace because the person who would be to your right, especially I would guess if you, if you are a male and you're having to hunt after the food that you need for tonight's dinner, I'm speaking in terms of being like a caveman or something like this, then the person that to your right, you're going to have to rely on, you have to trust them, you have to have confidence in them. And one of the biggest ways for you to do that is to be able to have that little sense of vulnerability. And it's something that we don't think about. And we don't think about it enough, I believe. And so it's something we need to build in more into our daily lives. Take the opportunity to allow yourself to just Talk to yourself, even within your mind, or journal, write down what you're thinking about and process it. And you can even go through a third person view in talking to your friends and talking to family, even in talking to a counselor or therapist and see where you can allow yourself to be more vulnerable in other places within your life that will benefit you. Because, of course, there are some areas where it is a lot more likely to be toxic and so you must focus upon how can you allow yourself to be a little bit more vulnerable, not too vulnerable, but a little bit more vulnerable in areas that are going to actually help you. And for most people probably listening, 
it's going to be to do with your education, with your career, with this idea of purpose, with this idea of even all these different areas within your life of health, of mental health, of relationships, of hobbies, of thinking about finances, whatever it may be. The need to be vulnerable, to be self-aware, to be honest and truthful with yourself. And even a lot of the time to others that are close to you is so important. And that is the first action that you have to take to be able to get to the next level. Then from there, you can start to build the habits, the skill set that you need to be able to look after your mental health on a daily level. And trust me, it may seem like I'm the kind of person where I've got that on tap, I've got that on key. I haven't even got that yet. I'm very much somebody who has always been quite self-aware and I've always been somebody that I would say is pretty vulnerable. And I allow myself to be vulnerable because I see the benefits that it has. But even myself, I'm growing and I'm trying to make more habits, to journal more, to meditate more, to do breath work, to allow myself to give myself more time to prioritize my mental health. Because I know at the end of the day, my mental health is a part of this central core within your life that can affect so many other things and so many other things affect your mental health. And so it's all about being vulnerable and finding the answers that you need to take the right action to make your life the life you want to lead. You have been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you like the new background and me being in Loughborough now. And I'm sure I will make some videos being on campus and showing you the university and everything. But anyways, have an amazing week, everybody. And I will see you in the next Rob Talks video. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.